Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. The worst Brad and John. Not just mediocre or, you know, yeah, so-so. We're the worst, John. What do you think of that? Well, I think... I think we should ask the rest of the J three what they think. Like we have one of one of the Js, but what about the what about the rest of the J three? Oh, you can't bother with Joe Rush. Joe Rush. Joe Rush wouldn't even talk to you. He wouldn't even give, <laughs> he wouldn't even give you the time of day. Hey, you're well. That's the way it should be then. He would call you. What's what's the term for that? He would call you. Um, you know what? What is it when you're like just like sort of? He'd call you riffraff. That's what he call you riffraff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. irrelevant. Right, you know? irrelevant. Okay, it is the Brad and John show. Our web address is Brad. Bra- <laughs> I can never get this right. B and J. No, bjshow.co. I'm just gonna put it. I'm gonna tattoo it on my hand. Just look at it. Yeah, but, but but put it on your forehead. But do it in reverse so that when you look in the mirror, it reads correctly. Right. BJShow.co. John Combest does a website every single day of his life for the past 22 years, and I mean every single day: Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's morning, Easter when he's out with the bunnies. He puts up this list, a very substantial list of all the important news stories that are flying around the state of Missouri, be it on radio, TV, internet. Uh, even even stuff from, from KWMU he's got on there, St. Louis Public Radio. He's got it all on there. And we start up the show every morning where recently we've cut a really big deal with Casey Kasem's estate where Casey Kasem comes in and, and, and what's your name again? What's, what's, what's the name of your, what's, what do you call yourself? I'm Casey Kasem. And he comes in every morning and what does he do? And here they are. And he counts them down and we start with number. In third place. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch editorial board is big mad today, Brad. Governor Mike Parson this afternoon is going to be making an announcement about immigration. And it's anticipated that the governor will talk about perhaps sending National Guard troops down to Texas in support of Operation Lone Star to help protect the U.S. border. Now, the Post-Dispatch editorial board is big mad because they say what they want to hear from Governor Parson is Governor Parson calling out Republicans for not being reasonable, House Republicans not supporting the very reasonable Joe Biden position to spend a little bit more at the border, and the Post-Dispatch editorial board also calls out Republican members of the congressional delegation for voting to impeach uh, Secretary Mayorkas for the border debacle. So that's the lead post-dispatch editorial today, and that's our number three story. And moving along. Up a notch to number two. Some national media attention for the St. Louis area, this time something not involving crime, per se. The New York Times is featuring the Cory Bush versus Wesley Bell Democratic primary. This story was sent to me by a Democrat, you know how I am, Brad. I'm funny about things. I don't like to pe- mention people's name on the air who, who send me things. But a prominent Democrat sent me the story that I had happened to miss 
and they sent it to me and said you might want to highlight this. John, John, let's go let's, ahead. Let's be honest. It's okay that that you're friends with Bill Clinton. I mean, let's let's just <laughs> let's just be honest. It's okay. You know, you don't have to hide that. Well, I mean, he goes through Chelsea because he figures that that's a little bit safer way to do it. A little bit you know? of a buffer there, right? Yeah. But so, it, it, you know, these these pieces are important. Again, not that they sway the the St. Louis city or St. Louis county voter, but they they're a valuable tool for both Corey Bush and Wesley Bell, particularly Wesley Bell, to send to donors and say, look. Even the New York Times is writing about how I have a chance in this race. So pretty pretty important for a New York Times reporter to, to do an in-depth story. And the piece makes Wesley look pretty favorable here. And, of course, we're moving along to the number one. The number one. The number one story yesterday came from Kansas City. And unless folks were living under a rock, they surely saw it on social media or they heard about it in their car and on their radio or on their television. A shooting after the Kansas City Chiefs parade yesterday. The numbers are still coming out. Police haven't reported a number of specifics. But for anybody who missed it, there was a shooting after the Chiefs parade. There were roughly 800,000 people from what I read. At this at this grand event in Kansas City, what's unique today, Brad, is that today at 735, our friend Pete Mundo over in Kansas City, he has a standing interview weekly with the mayor. I believe it's weekly with the mayor of Kansas City, a Democrat named Quentin Lucas comes on. It's a nice opportunity for a pretty liberal guy the mayor to come on a conservative talk show and answer tough questions. So at 7:35 today, Pete will have the mayor of Kansas City on. Surely, you know, obviously this is going to be the topic to talk a little bit more about what we know so far and what's to come. And he what station is Pete on? He's at he's on case the the call letters are KCMO. Oh yeah, yeah. And you KCMO. can listen to that at kcmotalkradio.com. Right. Okay, that whole story. I mean, let's talk about that for a morning. First off, the lady who was killed was a DJ on KKFI. For those of you who are not familiar with the Kansas City radio scene, KKFI is not a commercial station. KKFI is a not-for-profit donor-supported radio station, unlike St. Louis Public Radio, but that's a whole other It's more story. like a KDHX, right? I was just going to say that, yes. It's like okay. a KDHX kind of station where they have a variety of shows on there. And, you know, if you listen on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock, it may be polka music. And Wednesday at 4 o'clock, it might be, you know, uh, glam rock. or You know, it's just a little bit of <laughs> yeah. everything. And uh, young lady, two kids, very, very, very sad. And she wasn't killed immediately. Uh, they got her to the hospital. She was still alive. She died in surgery. Uh, I think the thing that's very problematic for me is that uh, when I was watching and listening to some of the news conferences last night, they were talking about, at one point in time, I think it was the police chief or the fire chief who was talking about the hospitals that they sent the victims to, three different hospitals. One of the hospitals was a children's hospital. They were quizzed down about the fact that, okay, how many children at that point in time they weren't saying... I think it was, what, they say 11 children 11, were 11, I think, yeah. The latest number I saw was 11 children. I mean, how sad. Between is... 6 and, and 15, yeah. How sad is this? I mean, I, yeah, I, mean very much. I mean, just, you just, you as a parent, me as a parent, you know, my kids are older, yours are young. I mean, you just go like, okay, you're going to an event. It's a big happy time for your city. Your city just won yep. the Super Bowl. And some lunatic, or many lunatics, and, you know, already, I hate to say this, but there's a theory behind this already. And if I bring this up, 
some people are going to go, I can't believe he's talking about this. Mm-hmm. It's the transsexual thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because the last shooter was the last thing that happened, what, two days before that was a transsexual? And the lady in Nashville, remember that whole story? Oh, yeah. She went to the church church who was a transsexual. And supposedly the interesting thing on that is that there's a whole story behind the fact that she kept a very in-depth diary and they've Mm -hmm. got the diary and they won't release it. And the interesting part of it is that once the situation, if you know we're talking about Joel Olstein's church, uh, I didn't realize this, but he has he has several services there on Sunday, and they have a Sunday afternoon service, which is in Spanish. Obviously, in Houston, they have a lot of Spanish-speaking people there, and this lady was a former parishioner of the church, and she showed up with her kid, and she pulls out a rifle, and she starts shooting, and luckily, they had a couple off-duty police who were working secondary, who were working security, and they took her out. Unfortunately... They shot her son in the head, and mm. he's in critical condition and probably will not live. Uh, I mean, how would you... I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. How would you like to be one of those police officers who essentially saved many lives, but ultimately shot a kid in the head? And has that on their conscience. Yes. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody talks about, oh, these police, they're terrible people. I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to do that job, you know? I mean, because you get put in situations like this where... You know, once again, I know the police officers are heroes, but that guy, and there will be a point when they will know exactly which officer shot the kid. Because Absolutely. When they, when they do the, you know, the, the ballistics after the, you know, after the... They'll be able to identify it. Go, go back to the, to the transgender uh, theory, though, Brad. Well, what happens is when this happens, the news stories disappear. Oh, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, we also know anytime something like this happens and it's become a cliche... That if the shooter would happen to be white, it's an example of white supremacy and angry white men and racism and why are white men going crazy with their guns? White. If indeed the shooters are black, then the problem, of course, is guns. It has nothing to do with the person who perpetrated the crime. It has to do with the fact that they had access to guns. And why is Missouri so terrible? And we've already seen this. So I have a link up today. Uh, uh, one of the reporters from the Kansas City Star hopped on immediately to Twitter, and his direct quote is, as the policy discussion develops, one thing to keep in mind is the extent to which Missouri severely restricts the ability of local governments to enact their own rules on firearms. Well, so automatically, knee-jerk, the, the problem here are, are Missouri communities, lawmakers, and legislators. Well, Okay, let's make a couple parallels here, okay? First off, uh, and in the press conference, yes, Mayor Q, as they call him, came out and said, the problem is with guns. Okay, we had a situation here, and you know what? You and I didn't talk about this, and this didn't, I, I don't know why this didn't. This didn't get much play yesterday, but unfortunately it made the national news today. After the Drake concert, you know about this story? No, huh? You don't know about this? What, the drink concert. Drake, Drake. Eli Drinkwitz? No, Drake. D-R-A-K-E. Drake, you know. Oh, Drake. Oh, yeah. Right. The guy that got, uh, there was a shooting. Uh, wasn't it like a 15-year-old? No, there was a car accident. Where, a car accident. But wasn't there a, a, like a 15-year-old girl got killed? Well, a mother and daughter who were from Chicago came down here to watch the Drake concert. They were hit hit by a car. A guy was flying through downtown St. Louis. Witnesses say he blew all sorts of red lights, was going like twice the speed limit, and hit another car. car spun around, killed the mother and daughter. I believe what they're saying sounded like they were killed instantly. And here we go again. 
you know, I mean, and once again, we had the situation last year where we had the unfortunate situation. A young lady and her family were in town. She was in, what, was she basketball? Was that basketball? Oh, volleyball, I think. Volleyball, volleyball. And Knucklehead, who should have been in jail but wasn't because of the fact that, that he had uh, he had the ankle bracelet, which I wasn't the story that he sawed it off or something like that. And yeah, had, and it was still under Kim Gardner administration. Right, and he'd violated his parole like 82 times, and I'm not exaggerating. It was like I, it was like at least 50 times. They, they nailed him and stuff like that. And he went flying through downtown St. Louis. They were coming out of the, the uh, this case was coming out of the uh, the, the, the dome. They, the, the, the terminant was at the dome. And same kind of situation, lost control of his car, hit a couple cars, the car flipped over, rolled over and, and, and crushed her, and they had to amputate her legs. Okay, this is yeah. pretty much the same situation. Guys flying through downtown St. Louis. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why don't they talk about that? Why don't they talk about speeding cars? We have to. Right. Now, the the, nut, the nutbag in California did came. He came out and said, we're going to make the cars so they can't go more than 10 miles an hour over the speed <laughs> yeah, limit. That's right. I mean, once again, I will say this. And I know I get in trouble with people when I say this. This is Brad's little theory. Freedom is messy. When you give people freedom, most people do good things. Most people don't mm-hmm. don't grab a gun and go shoot at it at an you know at a at a event where you're celebrating your teams won the Super Bowl. Most people don't go flying through downtown St. Louis after a concert or after a sporting event and lose control of their car because they're doing like twice the speed limit, running stop signs. Most people don't do that. And I think what's so frustrating about that is, is that, you know, once again, whoever these guys are, and I think they said they have three people. I've heard a couple different reports. There are some eyewitnesses that claim that there were people that actually saw these. They say they have three people in custody. Custody. Yeah. They actually saw shots being fired. They said they saw guns in these guys' hands. And these heroes, if it is true, tackled them and held them yeah. down until police showed up. Okay. Once again, they don't care about laws. They don't care about, you know, I mean, wh- right, what, law, sure. what law are you going to put in effect that's going to stop them from doing nutbags and things like that? Nothing. Yeah, they did not purchase these, these guns legally. They right. didn't go to a gun shop and purchase these. Right, and the sad part of it is, is like the situation is if you read the story, and once again, let's go back to the, the old Joel Olstein thing. I read this long article that talked about that this lady, she lived with her son, and she was just an absolute positive nutcase and mm-hmm. her neighbors were always complaining about her always going to the police always going to this always going to that and once again nothing ever happened because of the fact that that well we really can't do anything well you know and and time after time after time the article went in the, in, in, the, in depth about how she was doing all sorts of crazy stuff how did she get a gun and I think what's going to come out from that is that she bought it legally that she yeah. went and passed a background check and the whole bit, and she walked away with it. And once again, she's got an AR-15. Well, here we go again. You know, I mean, there, there's there's, there's a, I don't know if you've ever seen all these crazy, crazy compilation, compilation videos. Uh, there's a video out there of all these lawmakers, and they're all Democrats, talking about guns. And uh, what's the one who was, I think it was, it was, uh, what's, uh, what, what, uh, Pocahontas, you know, uh, what, Oh yeah. Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> where she makes the comment that you don't shoot a, 
a you don't use a a assault weapon for an AR-15 for hunting because if you shoot the 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 uh, animal, it cooks it as it shoots it. And oh going, yeah, it would destroy the meat. That's what people that don't understand anything about guns. And say. once again, not being the gun expert <laughs> that I am, but. An AR-15 shoots a two-two-three round, or NATO a five-five-six round. A two-two-three round, it's essentially the the numbers. It's like a point two-two-three. It's point two-two-three inches. Okay, it's less than a quarter inch. If you got your little plinking guns, that you know you go if your grandpa took you to the shooting range. Hey, let's mm-hmm. go take you to the shooting range. Chances are he had a twenty-two long rifle, which is a little tiny bullet, which essentially is what the AR-15s fire. Now, obviously, it has a much powerful case and it has a lot of gunpowder, and the and the, the gun the the right round shoots it much faster muzzle velocity than a twenty-two long rifle. But it's a little tiny bullet. And the yeah. reason they went to that, you know what the reason for this is? No, I don't. The reason for this is that uh, in World War II, the gun that most of the, uh, the which was the M1 Garand or even the M1 Carbine, they were, they were larger, like typically like larger than 30 caliber. In other words, they were about a third of an inch in diameter. The reason for going to the 223 round is it's smaller and it's lighter and they can carry more ammunition. That the, that prob- sense, yeah. the problem in World War II that M1 Grand was a very big and heavy and large gun, and you had to carry uh, ammunition was heavy. When they went with the AR-15 style rifle, which is the M16 or the M4 in the military version, it's much lighter, it's much smaller, and the ammunition is smaller and lighter. So a a field, you know, a a, a rifle company like in the Marines or something like that can carry a lot of ammunition with them and not weigh themselves down with the guns and with the ammunition as much as back in the old days. And that's why they went with with the smaller guns. But eh. Now, next break, I want to bring up Joe Buck because I wonder if Joe Buck is getting pushback. And there's two things I want to talk about. Oh, okay. I can't wait. Well, and I'm not – look, I'm not here to, to, uh, uh, you know – give Joe Buck grief, but, you know, he went on – we'll talk about it next break. We're behind anyway. Do I sound like an angry guy this morning? <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, this is this is what this is what people don't pay to listen to, Brad. What? <laughs> they, they they pay the medium bucks to to listen to this. Yeah, whatever. Okay, we're gonna take a break. It is. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Comcast's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 